Welcome back to another untitled movie review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Uh, that's not my name, Matt. What is it? Uh, look at the recording. Oh, Mr. Softy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We'll get into that. I I totally lost that and you totally caught me off guard. That's fantastic. That line I genuinely laughed at, but I don't know if it was intentional or not. I think it was based on like some other stuff, but then I'm like, I also think it was pretty genuine. I don't know. Um, Today we are reviewing John M. Chu's In the Heights, uh, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda or music by based on his Broadway his, show. Yes. The one um, before Hamilton, the, the one yes, that kind of his was first major his first success show. on on Broadway, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like that's the thing. So, I mean, we can go into the plot and we will a little bit as we talk about it. But um, it's interesting that, you know, last year we got um, sort of the the live recording of Hamilton over, you know, several nights and edited together into one piece. And watching that and having that experience was, I think, one of the best things I saw last year. Whether yeah, it be, I agree Whether you consider yeah. it film, television, content, whatever. And it truly captured the essence of what it was like probably watching that in, you know, the theater. The front row, basically. Yeah, yeah it's the closest you'll get if you, you cannot you know, see the original cast up on stage and you get why. And, I mean, you guys can check out our review, but I, I think that even does some more cinematic things than this does, which I think right, is interesting because right. I said the front row, but it also uses some like it, it gets you in angles that you would never be able to get if you saw the stage show live. Anyways, keep going. And partly Sorry, partly because of that is is because you have the original cast and crew working on that still. So everybody that's sort of behind the scenes on the show is also working sort of on the video elements as well and yeah. sort of putting it together. So it's still coming from the same group of people and you know, that adaptation aspect hasn't been sort of changed to be created for the big screen and sort of creating a narrative around it or, or using a framing device or anything like that. Like it's just purely the stage musical, you know, yeah. to, to the point where, you know, there's the, the intermission or the break in between the two, sort of you know chapters of the story and and sort of how things change over a period of time within the in the heights it's a movie where you can it's like a classic case of you know the the musical adaptation where Mm -hmm. you know character at first the first eight minutes which is online and and people can watch that (laughs) now if you want i understand why they put those eight minutes up well warner brothers is also really pushing this because I think they feel that they do have uh, a big hit on their hands and they probably do. I, 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 I don't, I have no doubt that it will be a big hit. Yeah. yeah. The reason why we're, we're kind of sort of dancing around <laughs> sort of reviewing this movie is because we have mixed feelings on it. Matt has stronger negative feelings than I do. Yeah. Mixed to negative feelings. Yeah. But I me. will say the two genres of film that are so hard to pull off in this day and age that used to be so common in you know the 1930s into the 1960s let me guess let me guess westerns and musicals yes and it it the ambition behind making one of those movies i always have to applaud the filmmaker and the people behind it because with technology and post-production and just 
pacing in general and, and sort of what audiences expectations are for those movies um, now, you know, it, it doesn't always sort of live up to those expectations. And, mm-hmm. you know, you look at, you know, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and, and those movies, and they're all sort of based on dance choreography or, you know, singing in the rain, which obviously yeah. there's, there's a lot of references to that in this movie. Um, or obviously even West side story, which, you know, we're getting a remake from Spielberg at the end of the year with right. Right. Murano, you know, returning uh, for a different role in the Spielberg film, but she's even and referenced in, in, uh, in the Heights. Um, so from that perspective, I really do appreciate what director John M. Chu did. And he's no stranger to dance choreography and sort of big musical numbers and the physicality of it all with, you know, doing two step up movies and Justin the Bieber's Justin Bieber, uh, documentary and, and, and never say never. Yeah. And, yeah, and so, Director of G.I. Joe Retaliation. Right, right. But but he 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 knows how to sort of direct a, a dance number as if it were an action sequence. And I think actually, even though the step-up movies aren't great, they're more sincere with what yes. they're doing. Where this the there are two big problems with this movie. And and I'll and I'll let you get into it in a second with 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 your um sort of criticism of the film. I think it's too long. I think yep, being two absolutely. hours and 20 minutes or 40 minutes, you got to cut 40, out of this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be that long. The and, first hour is just all set up. Nothing really happens. Well, it's framing device, and right? Yes. Yeah, I get it. But like, it's just, you could cut 75% of the first hour and get to the, the last kind of hour and a half of this movie is not that bad. Um, I actually that, really like the first eight minutes. I like the opening. No, I agree. Set Sorry. I mean, after Heights. that first in the Heights song, yeah, all the intro songs for each character. And I'll get into a couple of them that I feel like don't even need to be in this movie. Um, just you keep it. I don't know. We'll get into it in a sec. Keep going. Yeah. So I, I think it's way too long. And, and part of that, you know, we're talking about like making an adaptation of something where it's also unfair to compare this necessarily to Hamilton because it's just a straightforward, you know, recording of the the play where right. this is sort of taking into consideration the tools of a screenplay so you're 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 adding a framing device which is being told as if it were you know like a fairy tale it actually weirdly reminded me of guy Ritchie's aladdin it has like a very sure, similar yeah. kind of opening where yeah, yeah, you know yeah. uh anthony uh romanos's uh character yeah. ramos ramos's character use navy uh <laughs> Usnavi, yeah. Usnavi, sorry. Uh, US, it's U.S. Navy. That's There's a joke. good joke in the. There is a good joke in the movie. Yeah, about where that. he's talking about sort of you know growing up in you know New York's Washington uh, Heights, you know, and specifically honing in on this one really hot summer um, leading up to uh, a major blackout. And I was right. thinking, like, at first, was this like a period piece? Sort of I think it originally was, was but, but, then, the, yeah. but then as soon as like they kind of established like the first scene, so he sort of iPhones runs, and stuff well, like iPhone, that. but also John Wick, right? Yeah, John Wick. Yes. I, that stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Too, so yeah. as soon as he said John Wick, I'm like, okay, this is not the early 2000s. I um, think obviously when, when Lin-Manuel Miranda first did it, it was probably based on that, that blackout, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like the, yeah. And there's stuff on that sort of the, the creative process of Lin-Manuel Miranda and and the troupe that he's worked with for 
the majority of his career in uh, We Are uh, Freestyle Love Supreme, which is the Hulu doc. I don't think it's still av- I don't think it's available in Canada, but on Hulu in the U.S., if you kind of want to see sort of you know the background of of Lin Manuel Miranda and where he came from, and sort of you know the the creation of In the Heights, and also you know the success of Hamilton and 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 the original you know crew coming back together to do this sort of improv uh for a couple of nights i think that that's kind of interesting more interesting than this movie where it is at times fun to watch some of the some of the dance set pieces if if they were action set pieces but the other problem i had with the length of the film is i had no emotional connection to any of the characters and it wants you to really sort of feel and create an emotional bond and, and have empathy for these characters as we go on this journey with them. And mm-hmm. I never once kind of, as they deal with gentrification, gentrification and racism, re- racism, and, yeah. rela- just yeah. relationships in general yeah. as well. And I, I just, I was never emotionally moved in that way, even though none of the actors are bad. I think everybody is fine. I just, I didn't connect. Yeah, I and, and, and I think that's just a problem in general with musicals where right. like a lot of, like we talk about this with like archetypes in movies where like these characters, yeah, they, everybody, you know, can pretty much sing and perform and, and dance and, dance yeah. and is likable. Like nobody is like bad. It's I just agree. that yeah. there's no, the, the emotional connection it wants you to have in certain moments. It just never gets there. It never lands. Like for me, it's it's trying to do so much um, while still doing so little. And I feel like focusing on Washington Heights and, and everything the movie's about, I think is is fantastic. And I really do genuinely like Lin Manuel Miranda. I fucking loved Hamilton. I was very excited for this because I'm like, okay, let's see how his career started. This was his first show he created, and I'm like, and then after watching it, I go, okay, I kind of understand why. I didn't really know much about Lin-Manuel Miranda until Hamilton. (laughs) And like, I think this show has some really great stuff in it and some really great ideas, some great songs, some great performances. Each one is kind of hit or miss. Um, But I feel like it is trying to do too much to the point where it throws so much at you in two and a half hours. Um, There are a ton of characters. And instead of kind of honing in on, you know, the main kind of issue of what everyone in this neighborhood was dealing with. I feel like they try to give each character their own problem. And then ultimately it kind of gets muddled of like, what is this about other than just the Washington Heights neighborhood and and the problems, the general kind of overall kind of things that they're dealing with instead of a honed in kind of, okay, let's focus on Uznavi and, uh, why he wants to go back to the Dominican, or which is kind of, I guess, the main plot. But then you yeah, add in he has kinda, his he wants to kind of uh, take over his father's bar in the home. Dominican Republic, yeah. And, yeah. and and sort of is living in island memories as as it's referenced. And he runs a bodega, and we haven't got into it. Anyways, the movie releases um, this Thursday uh, on June tenth, uh, HBO Max in the U.S. theaters and uh, on demand premium VOD here in Canada. Uh, a great cast with Anthony Ramos, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Melissa Barrera, uh, Olga Mar- uh, Maredes, uh, uh, 
Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, our boy Jimmy Smith. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who you guys would know from Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine, is in there. Uh, Mark Anthony shows up. Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, lots of uh, great people. Um, Chris anyways, Jackson. I just wanted to get that, that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way. Anyways, where was I going? Sorry, they were throwing so much, and there's so many different characters um, that I just feel like yeah, it was hard to connect because I feel like the movie just put everything in here and it never kind of has a focus and it jumps around and i feel like i'm like okay which character's storyline is this movie about um and i just really wished that you know we'd focus on one thing that they're dealing with and then you could have allusions to all the other problems but i think that was one of my things where i didn't emotionally connect to anything by the end of it and while i like the idea of what this is about, which I think you brought up at the beginning, it's just like, I don't think it's executed super, super well. And to me, yeah, I like to get into it. Um, again, loved Hamilton was kind of excited for this to kind of see, um, you know, not a follow up, I guess, just to see the origins of, of, of his career. And, um, yeah, it just fell super, super flat for me. Like, I feel like I loved that opening number. I, I watched this with Nevis and Sarah and Sarah, who has performed professionally in Broadway shows and stuff like that. So it was really great to get her perspective while I was watching this and talking to her about it as well. We all really love that opening number. And then I feel like that thing drags for the next hour. And I just feel like for every one good sequence you get or one good set piece or song, I feel like you get two or three things that just fall completely flat. Like, and, and I just felt like the style of the movie was all over the place. Cause you get like weird stylistic flourishes in certain songs or certain moments that are only in like one thing. And I just, but that's felt that, that was Manuel like, Miranda's, you know, style yeah. in general, where he always likes to kind of change it up within even one sort of song or set piece where I don't even mean like the lyrics. Like I do find some of the, the transitions between styles, very jarring in, in songs going from, you know, classic musical stuff to the, to the rap musical stuff to back and forth, like contemporary some of that stuff, to classic. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's kind of jarring at times, but I'm almost, almost okay with that. But I mean, from the actual filmmaking perspective of it, of like, you know, the animated moments that are in that one sequence um, when they're in the streets, like the animated, animated flourishes on the screen and things like that, that are only in one song. And I know that like in musicals, a lot of the time you can, each song might have its own kind of genre or own kind of thing. Well, it's also externalizing the the character's thoughts and feelings. Like that's another thing why this movie I think doesn't connect for us because again, you know, emotionally speaking, musicals are always sort of projecting the song onto the audience and sort of mm-hmm. that is how we're supposed to interpret the it's very over yeah yeah and just very character. and like but then again going to feeling i felt like even some of the lyrics were awful into the point where the movie is at its best when it's actually trying to say something when a character is trying to say something or or say what they're trying to accomplish or um but i it, it, there were a lot of times in this thing where they are just describing what is happening on screen or describing what they're doing. And it's comically bad. Like it's to the point where I'm bursting out laughing where she's like, I work at the nail salon. And I'm like, this shit is not one interesting too well-written because you're literally just explaining things and giving exposition through music. And it's just ends up being comically bad. And I know musicals are kind of like that way where you have like the dream song of like, this is what the person is trying to accomplish and, and things like that. And there are musicals are inherently corny. I'm just going to throw that out. Oh yeah. hundred percent. 
and and you kind of have to buy into that. And I, I realized watching this and I, and just thinking about other musicals that I like, and I'm like, I I tend to like musicals that are made for the movies. They weren't adapted from a Broadway show. And I feel like a lot of the times when I watch uh, Broadway shows that are adapted into movie musicals, it just doesn't land with me because I feel like they don't do enough to make it for the movies. They're just purely adapting a Broadway show. And like you saying, putting some sort of cinematic kind of bookends on it or something like that where, and I think the biggest egregious thing in that, and my sister pointed this out and I was like, Oh, I get it. Cause I was laughing. Cause I kept, laughing at every time where they were just describing like someone would be making toast and they'd be singing about I'm making toast or that's not actually what happens but you know what I mean like that they're just doing something but that's that, it's it's at that point dude in this movie where they're literally like just describing the things that they are doing that are mundane things and singing about it and right. I'm like that's fine it's not a sung through musical either because there are moments where of just dialogue. characters of just dialogue so when it's so jarring when you have moments of normal dialogue but then you go into a song which isn't saying anything it's just describing what we're seeing on screen and I'm like that's just that's not interesting or well written it's just like kind of boring I'm like you could cut 40 minutes of this out by not having all that shit and just including the songs that are actually about what this movie, what the story is about and things like that. So that shit annoyed the hell out of me. I talked about the stylistic flourishes. I said, ironically, I thought the movie was kind of one. No, right. Yes. Gentrification in Washington Heights, uh, pushing people out of their businesses and homes and, you know, charging way more money uh, for the laundry service from the white guy next door. Like I, I it's just, it's, I get, especially in musicals, it to be very in your face what the message is. Well, topical as like, well, because it's also dealing yeah. with, um, you know, illegal immigrants being treated mm-hmm. poorly and not being able to, you know, get work or go to college. And even sort of, you know, you touched on racism where you have the Nina character who is kind of pressured to be sort of the shining example of the community and goes off to Stanford, but then comes back because it's really expensive and it's, there's so much pressure on her and her father played by Jimmy Smith's, you know, who runs like his own taxi company and, and he wants her to have the success and opportunities that he never had. And his, his own father never had. And I think that that stuff is good it's it's very universal in what it's talking yeah. about but but again like because it's switching perspectives so many times that it's like the strongest stuff you only get a slice of that and that's and what i, I mean that, that, it feels kind of surface apart. yeah it feels kind of surface level where i feel like you could cut out that whole storyline even though it is good and like and important to show i just feel like that whole storyline feels like this b plot that that's just kind of there that you could have plucked out of this whole thing and it wouldn't have been any worse for it. And you would have short like and that whole love story between, you know, Nina and um, oh, what's the other guy's name? I forget. Oh, Benny. Um, Benny. Benny yeah. The dispatcher. And yeah. Yeah. I, that their whole thing. I'm just like, you don't need that in this movie. They get two full songs together. Well, one I'm of them like, as well, I think, like, is a big sort of number where they're dancing on the side of it. Of and it looks room. awful. It doesn't look good. But I will say I appreciated 
the the attempt i know what it's doing again like there's a whole there's a pool sequence in this movie that takes place about how i like the pool the sequence film. i like, do too uh, because it's, yeah. it's it's referencing busby berkeley specifically and sort of like those big sort of um you know bird's eye view angles yeah you see like choreography like it's been referenced and parodied in like episodes of the simpsons yeah. like remember when the, austin powers yeah remember when the simpsons <laughs> get a swimming pool out in the yeah, back yeah. and homer's like in yes little, yeah. yeah yeah totally so it's been done it's classic times. yeah it's classic and, yeah and it's good but i think again part of what uh, you know one of these modern adaptations of a musical has a problem with is the technology side of things because there there were moments within that scene where it looked like they added like cgi splashing and, and green screen saturated and like... some of um sort of the the background images as well yeah, yeah green screen and like it just kind of like musicals do already have a facade they kind of do look fake i mean you mentioned yes. that they're corny but they also kind of they're not they're they're not real like it, it's almost kind of weirdly charming that you see like a backdrop that almost looks like like something a, that's stenciled a set in or, or set something, or something yeah. right and, and that doesn't really take you and out that of the can movie. work sometimes yeah. but like i feel like in something like this which is sort of a message movie as well that kind of stuff just didn't work for me no i agree and and i also do genuinely like movies about community and we've talked yeah. we talked about this with the last black man in san francisco where you know it's it's characters who kind of hate living in washington heights and want to do more with their lives but at the same but time they love it they love it well. and you know and yeah. that kind of thing i i do really like i and i love new york too yeah. and i love i love new york for these different neighborhoods too right and that personality that you get out of each one of them and the sense of community and um and i think the movie does a good job with that and i think the movie is best when it's showcasing that and that's what I mean. Like, there's a great fiesta sequence that I thought was fantastic, and an in like kind of a you know uh, alleyway kind of thing. And I thought that sequence was great. It's sort of to get um, everybody's spirits up, right? Yeah, and I thought that was great. The scene at the club I think is fantastic because you're showcasing their culture, and that dancing is fantastic. And there's even um, a funny moment where, you know, uh, uh, Anthony's uh, uh, Ramos's character yeah, goes off. Navi. Is, is, is Navi goes off to uh, sort of seek out a partner because you know his date is is dating Vanessa, with, yeah. Vanessa's is dancing with someone else and he kind of bites off more than he can chew yeah and it's yeah. sort of like he has moments where like his expressions and reactions are I think genuinely funny like he he yeah. also uses a, a a tie-dye um yeah what do you a call tied, it? Like, uh tied uh stick thing the stick like, uh, yeah. uh the second time around and it's almost done as a visual pun or like a gag mm. but the way that he like you know rubs out you know someone's uh stain on their on their uh sleeve and he kind of looks at back at vanessa and he's kind of like he he yeah. is very expressive and likable and like nobody in this movie again is bad it's just i agree with that i, I, I yeah. don't think that i had the emotional connection especially when like you know one sequence revolving around claudia who's sort of the matriarch of washington heights you know and and abuela yeah and you're really supposed to that moment, I get it again. Like, I, yeah. I think that it's... But from the minute you see that character, you know where that's going, which right. is fine. But I just feel like we didn't spend enough time with her when, again, that goes back to there's so much going on where, you know, you have a B plot, a C plot, and um, and then this A plot with Uznavi. And I just feel like when you get to Abuela, and I want to give a shout out to her too, because like her song is fantastic, I think. I think she's wonderful. I wish we got more of her in the show. She gets one like great moment to shine. 
Um, it's a very powerful scene. And and again, like it goes to the point of view that it doesn't have to be sort of like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be lavish in its production value. Like it can be just real and lived in. And like, you know, there is a facade to that scene where like it's not, you know, the, the idea of, of transitioning into the afterlife is <clears throat> is doesn't have to be, you know, CGI heavy or, you know, practical effects. It can be sort of a representation of where you live. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the closest to where like, and, and the club scene a little bit as well, where like it, it is referencing singing in the rain specifically, you know, mm-hmm. like in the, in those moments. Um, but, but again, like, I think that like some of like it, growing up, I always remember being like, you know, if someone ever asked me like, Oh, what's your favorite musical? Cause you, if you like movies and I always was like, I had to be the cool guy. I had to be like, you know, you know, it's, it's a uh, Greece. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's Quadrophenia. Uh, the, the, the who musical, not, you not Tommy. Uh, I love Quadrophenia though, but, I, but, I know, they, but I that know. was me being a little bit of an asshole or, or streets yeah, yeah. of fire, like movies like that, which I've wanted or, to like, this made me kind of, I was talking about, uh, streets of fire with you the yeah. other day and I'm like, I should go watch streets or, of fire. or even, you know, like the Rocky horror picture show. Like those were like the yeah. cool answers, but then you watch, you know, a lot of the Bob Fosse stuff, you know, like you watch Cabaret, which I think is probably still one of the best uh, musical to movie adaptations ever made. Um, And you realize, well, one, he comes from the New York dance scene and choreography scene, and he knows what he's doing, but he always interjected a lot of edge to his stuff. Like he was never afraid to kind of push the boundaries and push the envelope as far as he could go. And you saw that with both, you know, his adaptation of Cabaret and even All That Jazz, which is another movie that, um, you know, like every time I watch that film, it gets better and better. And there's, again, a set piece in that movie that's very similar to Claudia's in this, where it represents sort of that transition into death. Mm-hmm. And it's the for All That Jazz, it's the final sort of big musical number. And it's phenomenal. And it takes, you know, bye bye my life goodbye and turns it into something else entirely and it's yeah. it's fascinating and like that movie if you haven't seen it it's 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 available through criterion and um i, I still think it's available on on physical media as well through criterion uh roy scheider's amazing as kind of the bob fossey surrogate um which funnily enough lin-manuel miranda played in fossey right. vernon uh so it all ties back <laughs> together <laughs> you know it man yeah and uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I'm just a bit more negative on it. Where I did think the movie kind of picks up after that club sequence. One once the blackout happens, and and um, even though I feel like it gets way too dramatic too quickly, and I didn't feel like it really earned that after the blackout. Like I feel like everyone's just acting insane all of a sudden, and like I'm just like okay. And then that's why I think some of the emotional stuff doesn't work. And I know that the blackouts a metaphor and, and everything i get it but like i just felt like the blackout happens and people started acting weird for no reason and you know you just have drama for drama's sake or you know uh riffs between lovers for the sake of it and it didn't really feel super earned even we though i dance did like together that. we can never yeah. talk to each <laughs> <Yeah>. other <laughs> and like and then everyone had their moment because you have the abuela stuff you have like everyone right when the blackout happens everyone just starts acting insane and i'm like I, it just didn't feel earned when people were like mad at each other. Or there was all this drama that they tried to throw in and I just didn't. And then when I go back to like the overt kind of just describing what 
you know, the characters are doing stuff. And like, I just thought, you know, Vanessa's whole storyline is so corny and awful about wanting to be a downtown fashion designer and with the, the fabrics falling over the buildings as she's singing. And it's just like, Matt, I'm like, this she is has the, no parents. This is the worst. At least to another place. Yeah, it's just so corny. And well, so especially bad. when you look at some of and the like, other stories like yeah. Nina's, which I think is, is much more interesting. Yes. And, and yeah. again, coming from a place that's very personal um, and, and it has something to say about sort of American culture and assimilation and racism in general and gentrification mm-hmm. where, but Vanessa, then they don't really go deep into no, that. No, no, no. Like, Van- it, and Vanessa, like to your point is she gets like four songs about wanting to do uh, like designer work. And then just yeah. the where that goes is just so ridiculous. It's, <laughs> like it, it's it, just, it, it is corny, but like not in like a, a cute, a fun way. way. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. just cheesy. Yeah, it's just really bad cheesy. And then um, I wanted to point out the song Look at the Fireworks. Again, just describing what's happening. And I had a good conversation with Sarah about it. And she's like, listen, that song works on a stage because you can't actually see fucking fireworks when you're watching a Broadway show. So the characters have to go look at the fireworks and then like lights are up in the, in the Broadway thing, but you're not literally seeing fireworks in this. When I see characters go look at the fireworks and then you see fireworks. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. This is dumb. This is like, I don't care. I'm like, this is so dumb seeing people run around the streets and go, look at the fireworks. And then that's the only lyric it seems like in that song. And then you're seeing some kind of, you know, shit happen in between. And then Sarah's just like, yeah, on a, on a stage show, that makes sense because right. again, you're not going to be able to see the fireworks, so they have to describe what's happening, or they'll use um, lights to yes. be the interpreted. Of but then the you still need to tell the audience what that is, it, yeah. right? Because no one's going to really know. So Sarah made a great point, being like, they didn't do anything to take this and adapt it into a movie, and that's the problem with a lot of like Broadway shows being adapted into movies is they're very literal just here are the lyrics and here are the you know numbers from this and we'll just put them in real locations and we'll be able to edit it because we can shoot at all these different locations make it a little bit more surreal because we can kind of play with that stuff and have special effects and all the stuff you wouldn't be able to use on stage but you don't take it and adapt it and go does this really make sense if we put this in a movie or will it look stupid and like that's the stuff that i had a problem with and the same with the describing things like that feels like a very stagey kind of thing and it's the shit we talk about you know even when a non-musical gets adapted into a movie and things like that where it's just like a lot of the times i feel like what the fuck is the point and i get that it's more accessible now not everyone can go to broadway not everyone can go you know see whatever but when i saw hamilton and what that did and i hate just comparing these two because they're both lin-manuel miranda came out in the last year or whatever but, but also he's he's um, very popular right now he's yeah. having his and moments. which is why this has got made like there is a reason this wasn't in made it too. <laughs> yeah there is a reason this was not made before hamilton <laughs> Because it's not as good as Hamilton, and it's not that good. Which you know, what, like, I, I will come to its defense in in that way. It it is a first kind of major play, but that doesn't make it necessarily a bad thing. A lot of no. really great, talented people, you know, they don't their voice hasn't evolved or matured or or fully grown and, based and on that's their first fine. thing. You know, he took it, it took him like if he didn't make in the heights, he probably. When you see Hamilton. a lot of yeah. Hamilton in this, so I get why it's. Still but I also a valuable agree with you where it's like 
you don't. Why didn't we pay it. attention? Why didn't we pay attention to this before Hamilton? <laughs> it's just because now we go, oh, well, Lin Manuel Miranda's hot right now. Here, yeah. let's put his less popular musical that people didn't really care about, uh, that wasn't as good, and make it into a thing. And and I just I I don't like. Maybe I'm not a musical guy, but I I do really genuinely like I think a lot of movie musicals that are are like original movie mu- musicals, whether it's Disney animated stuff. Another good conversation I was having with my sister is like musicals for me work in animation because, you know, I, when I see it in live action, it's inherently corny. Right. And I just when it's in animation, I I buy into it. You can get even more crazy and surreal, and just use the animation hammy and, and, and over hammy the top. and like and you don't you don't laugh at it because they're cartoon characters and like it's a, a singing crab, awesome. But when I see her talking <laughs> about her fashion, her fat yeah, uh, her fashion designs, I'm like, this sucks. This is awful. And then again, I don't. There is some good stuff, and I do really like uh, like. I, I name some of the sequences that I like, and I do genuinely think that it gets better as it goes along. Um, and it's I just think that long and it's long. So I just wish it got to that part, got to the blackout a little bit quicker. And I know you need to set up the neighborhood. I know you got to set up everyone's problems and introduce all the characters, but I'm like, does everyone need an intro song? Does everyone need, couldn't you have done, you could have written some an original music and, and had it condensed a little bit where you kind of, take that first hour and and do something you know maybe more specifically for the movie to try and get things rolling a little bit because i get broadway shows need to be three hours long but we don't need to t- be so literal and make a broadway musical movie three hour or two and a half hours long in this case but like i don't know that shit just it, it was just so disappointing to me because i loved i loved hamilton so much um what else did i have written down here um yeah i'm just like I liked Minnie Manuel Miranda, um, the little kid. Uh, his rap sequence in the pool was great, and he has another great uh, moment. Mark uh, Anthony is his dad. Like I, I yeah, <laughs> he kind of looked sick. I know his character right. is supposed to be, yeah, you know, an, uh, alcoholic. an alcoholic, but like he's so thin in that scene. Like I was like, wow, yeah. like dude, yeah. are you okay? And I should say it was Gregory Diaz, the 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 fourth. Um, yeah, he's actually really good, about. and I actually like when he's kind of trying to be, you know, uh, the wingman in one situation, which I think is actually yeah. kind of cute, and like that's kind of fun. But yeah, it's it it doesn't really emotionally connect, and I do agree with you where like a lot of Mister Softy's trying to shut me down. <laughs> that, like, is that supposed to be funny or not? But it is like, funny, but it yeah. also is distracting that Lin Manuel Miranda well, yeah. is, you know. Um, and you have Christopher Jackson playing Mr. Softy, who played yeah. um, um, uh, George Washington. He was in Hamilton, George Washington. Yeah. 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 And um, it is kind of distracting that you have, again, like it's almost like a microcosm of sort of like gentrification within, you know, the world of soft serve. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, is I think this is supposed to be funny, but I laughed really hard at it. But it's it, also distracting again, it's because like, it's so cartoony. And like, yeah. I know musicals can be very cartoony and outlandish at times, but it almost feels like, again, because it's grounded in sort of real problems in america it, that's my biggest issue community, i think and that like 
almost and that like stuff that is very important to it. show the immigrant experience gentrification all this stuff is super important but when you throw and that's what i mean by those animated flourishes in the 68000 or whatever that's on 98000 for the lottery ticket even that whole plot line's so corny too was it it was i thought it was 96000 96000 thank yeah. you um that song th- with those animated flourishes or the dancing on the side of the building i know those are like the dancing on the side of the building is more classic musical stuff yeah but, like, i'm more of a, um, a lionel richie dancing on the ceiling yeah myself. sure um that stuff i just felt again too cartoony too corny just didn't work for me from a visual standpoint and like and like if you're gonna have the whole thing be like that sure but when it's like weirdly in just two different songs one having animated flourishes and one being a surreal dance on the side of the building thing like i just to me it just felt too inconsistent of either you know i need that in like throughout so i can kind of buy into it and go okay this is what this is um but when you only have it randomly in like a song halfway through and a song at the end, I'm like, it's got to be consistent throughout. Yeah. Or else I'm like, why did you put stylistic flourishes, like animated flourishes on that? Like to me, it didn't, it didn't make sense. And then I think there's one other moment when like, whether it's tears or or red drops or something, I feel like um, another animated flourish that is just random. Like it's random. Like the Mitchell's versus the machines, very different movie, not a musical, not anything has an interesting visual style. Cause it commits to it. It goes, we're going to have animated. We're going to have 3d. We're going to have a little bit of live action stuff. And it's all going to work together. Cause that's what this, the vibe of this movie is. But when one random song has animated shit popping out at me, I'm like, okay, that seems weird for this. And then later it does something else that they haven't done anywhere before that. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Pick a lane, I guess, is one of my main things, both from the story perspective so I can have an emotional connection and from a style perspective. And I get that, again, musicals inherently corny. It can be fun and you can just buy into musicals because of that. And you might love musicals because of that um but for me it's just that stuff takes me out of it and loses that emotional connection and makes me laugh at it um, instead of more than with it or pay attention to those emotional that emotional core and again uh, there are some fun moments it is a fun movie um i think it takes a little bit too long to get to that fun and i feel like there's too many lulls in that first hour and and scattered about um But ultimately, it's a fun movie. But when you're dealing with the subject matter that this movie, I just think it needed, I don't know, it just didn't do service to that. It's totally jarring. And and again, like it feels like it's there and you could do like you could take this material and make a good movie out of it. I think you can. And a lot of people really do love this film. So it's not to say that we're I'm we're in a small group of people. I mean, me more negative than you. You You, thought it was fine. Yeah, I'm 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 Switzerland in this situation. Yeah, because I just appreciate what it's doing overall. But I do think that it has problems and it doesn't necessarily succeed in the way that it wants to. But I think that there's a there's there's a way to do this, but it's also again really difficult to do it because it's such a high wire act where like you gotta you know juggle sort of the light kind of airiness of you know the musical genre but then add the weight of the social commentary of what's going yeah. on in sort of the u.s at this moment i mean obviously and i'm you know, sure it's it probably were, time, yeah. but you know it's still mm-hmm. very much it's of, still of very now. relevant yeah, yeah totally and i think it probably works better on stage i've never seen the stage show and I just think a lot of the times that stuff, I'm not, it's not like I think stage musicals are, you know, 
they can be shitty because who cares? That's not what I mean. Is like a lot of that more overtness, corniness, like outward singing about what's happening. Yeah, the um, externalizing with those, of emotions. Uh, the, yes, and dealing with those different tones while still having a, an important message. I just feel like works on stage and you're more impressed with, you know, I can even see that framing device in the, in the movie without giving it away, how they would set that up on stage if that is in the stage play, I'm not sure. Yeah, that um, almost feels like it's made for the movie, but it could very well be. But it almost of, feels like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. with that mural and stuff. That could have been there on a stage and you'd go, oh, he's at that location. That's what that painted mural is because you're you're seeing a set for you. And then you slide in. You know, but then a the movie version tries to make like it a twist. And then and that. and that stuff is the stuff that I feel like is just kind of like, ah, I don't know. And so anyways, I, I really like what it's about. And I like a lot of individual sequences, but I just don't think it came together as a whole. And I found myself. The movie's at its best when it's focused on what it is about and when the songs are about that and the songs are about the culture and the dancing and like showcasing what Washington Heights, the personality and the people. And I think it's at its worst when it's doing the shitty describing what the character is doing song um, or just its inherent corniness in some of it, which I just don't feel like that stuff works in this type of story or musical. You know, there was one moment at the very beginning that I really loved and I was thinking, okay, this movie's going to be great. And then yeah. the length of it kind of, I think ultimately collapses on it. And it's, it's just such a little thing, but it's when he steps on the gum on the manhole and then it turns into a turntable yeah. in the sound. Table, yeah. And I'm like, that is so creative and funny and, but where where was that throughout the whole movie? I know, though? I know, like, I know. They saved it all for the beginning, and and Alice Brooks' cinematography in that moment, like everything, feels like it clicked in that one scene so perfectly. But then again, it's two and a half hours long. There are stories and characters that you don't necessarily care about compared to other characters in this, and you don't have the emotional connection to any of the characters. There's so much the the them. salon people, the cab people. The like, and I get that it's kind of all tied into the same idea, but I just feel like, like the woman, the salon woman has like three songs, and I'm like, does she need that much? Like, she's well, great. She's a it's fun. Of the community, like, and that's and I get it. And then, at. and I get after what happens, you're kind of trying to show that she's going to be. I would talk about this, the matriarch kind of 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 the community trying to step up to get everyone's spirits back up. I get all that stuff. Um, I just feel like I don't know. It's it's just did I get in a three hour stage show and, and Sarah put this well too, of like, sometimes you need that break and you need to go to a different location and you need a song. That's not really about the main plot. It's just kind of a, you know, you need to kind of set it up so those people can get ready for a new scene and and things like that. Like there is a way you can construct a Broadway musical that's different than a movie. So when you take such a literal adaptation of including most of the music, exactly how it plays out in a Broadway uh, musical, I just feel like more often than not, it does not work. Like I can't, what is the last Broadway musical adaptation that has been truly great? It's a good question. I I'm I'm not sure. Like, I'm sure I, there's somebody saying something, but I'm sure. But again, but... like I mean, La La Land is kind of responsible for kicking off an interest in the musical revival, right? Like Damien Chazelle, you know, his love of that genre and sort of being able to pull off 
something again we talked about this at the beginning of the show you know westerns and musicals are so difficult to green light in the studio system now because they don't make money they're incredibly difficult to make and you know they're they're almost obsolete when it comes to you know the the world in which we live in now and and the kinds of movies that audiences are asking for because the pacing is very specific um mm-hmm. the stories are you know archetype and and stilted to a certain degree so you know when la la land hit you know it began to kind of bring that back a little bit and i still think we're seeing it now there there are moments in movies that aren't musicals that are amazing i think that like again you know i'm thinking of ending things which references oklahoma and musical moments are great is is phenomenal in that movie and and like that works so well like you look at the 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 school sequence in that movie and how it's referencing sort of musical numbers and how beautifully composed and 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 put together Mm -hmm. that is um and, but and it's I, not like I, I want you're, you to succeed. I yeah. want I want to I want to have the same feeling I had watching all that jazz or Streets of Fire or <clears throat> Rocky Horror Picture Show or Cabaret or La La Land to this or Hamilton. Like I, I as soon as I watched Hamilton, I got it. I I, got I watched it, it like so three important. times yeah. and like and like and that's three hours long. Yeah. And so it it can be done. But and I almost wish that this is like what they did with that this movie like that's what i prefer at a broadway show show me it was made for broadway use the technology in a way where you can show me the best possible version of that broadway show i don't need them to be turned into a movie because they were meant to be stage shows and i think that's like and i'm not saying it can't be done like i'm trying to go through well, we blind kind of- spotting as well speaking of uh davy diggs you yeah. know that is part is is sort of a weird hybrid of of musical and sort of again dealing with gentrification and and things mm-hmm. like that and there's not as many musical numbers but the characters i was more invested in and the story of this friendship between the two leads i think was a little bit stronger overall but it has these kind of big musical numbers and i wonder if that's going to continue with the the show so like again it can be done and i just think you have to you have to really make a choice in terms of like what kind of movie musical you're you're doing are you going to do a literal adaptation where it's sung through out the entire movie or are you going to break it up and have dialogue but also include again you know direct (laughs) references to what's going on in the scene you can't have them both ways is in the heights a much better movie than say cats sure but cats i'd rather watch cats any day of the week i'm getting to this (laughs) for some people cats is like this guilty pleasure of a thing that is so far off the rails that you're mocking it and having fun laughing at it where you want in the heights to be good and mm-hmm. if you don't connect with it and you don't feel the way that a lot of people are you you just kind of feel bummed out by not having that same sort of consensus or that same yeah. you know commutative experience yeah i would say cats is probably uh the last movie musical adapted by a show that i truly genuinely no i don't love it it's it's garbage it's garbage but you know why i like it like lay miz is like a perfect example of like Tom Hooper, I think John M. Chu is a better uh, musical director than Tom Hooper, and it shows because Tom Hooper is the close-up guy or, or the close-up guy sure, sort of yeah. with, with leading room left or right. 
and he doesn't realize like you're supposed to capture the spectacle the scene yeah that's what it yeah i totally agree and like i i guess rocket man is the last yes. but again movie musical it wasn't a stage show right like it was but a now movie it's going musical. to become a musical which but also then is that's kind of fine but then that's fine to me i think that makes more sense because then you can take the movie version and go how does this work on a stage where i just feel like when you do it the other way and this is the thing like stage acting and musical acting much different than acting in a movie. So, and it's it's obviously you got to project to the audience, right? That's why it comes off as corny sometimes too, because I feel like you just need to be more literal. You need to be more in your face. You need to project more. It's like, it's just a completely different style of acting. So when you try to adapt that to a movie, but then do it very literally to what the stage show was, I just feel like that doesn't work in like cinematically. And it just ends up being off-putting or corny or just like you, you end up laughing at it more and i know musicals are some I, I like musicals like again i grew up with all the disney stuff which i love and like and i i my sister is in you know uh she was a performer and an actress in in musicals and like i grew up with a lot of this stuff and like even like i not to bring in other people but it, it's shocking because like nevis and sarah didn't like the movie either when we watched it yesterday and like so I don't know, man, like I'm trying to go through and just quickly before we wrap up, because we're getting again long in the tooth. Our reviews get, get longer and longer, but right. as I'm long as in to... the heights. Well, another great musical uh, that I love is is uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Great. I love Little Shop of Horrors. I haven't I've been trying to find it and I can't. Do you own it on Blu-ray? I do. OK, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to borrow from you. See, this um, is why physical media matters. <laughs> I know, because I can't find it anywhere to like. Oh, so yeah. anyways, uh, I would say here's a weird one. Mama Mia one, I think is shit. Mama it's Mia terrible. two, pretty good. <laughs> like, but I think that the expectations were lowered quite a sure, bit. Sure, dude. Part Again, two, but Mama they, Mia two not is adapted. It's an original movie. Right. Like, so it's not adapted from the musical. Mama Mia one adapted from the Broadway show. I don't like it all. Weirdly, I really like, I, I will say I really like Mamma Mia 2. We're going to probably have and this like, conversation again with dear Evan Hansen. And uh, yes, and, 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 and but compare that to Annette, right? right? Like, again, we're getting a couple Sight original. Again, because we don't know if it's going to be good or not. I have so. no idea, but I'm saying what I mean by the comparison, one is an original movie musical and one is adapted from a stage show. Right. We've well, only even seen Holy one Motors trailer. has a musical number with Kylie Minogue in it. Right. Like, and, yeah. and like that moment is so well done. Uh, and it's not jarring because tonally that movie is all over the place to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to go through of other musicals. A lot of the musicals I like are Disney. Things. I remember like liking that's... Sweeney Todd. Sing like, Street, I, I, I think is great. Sweeney Todd, but I thought it was fine. I thought Sweeney Todd was great as well. Um, but uh, Sing Street is fantastic. Um, like I'm trying to go through, but I can't tell you like Into the Woods. I didn't think was very Ugh. good. The the Disney one. Yeah. Like again, if you start didn't like Chicago, Jersey Boys, Chicago, Jersey like, Boys is terrible in that cats yeah. kind of category. Because, sure, like kind of. Clint Eastwood directing a musical is almost like you need to see it <laughs> just to believe it, and then yeah. you watch and you're like, yep, that's exactly what I thought a Clint Eastwood musical would be like, except for Paint Your Wagon, but that's not him directing. So right. You know. And then again, the Muppet stuff I think is great, and uh, so you you're going to stuff that is made specifically. But they're the you know, influence of the musicals on sure. those non 
like those those is, original musicals is yes. there. Even but like influence is different than an adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Like even something like Francis Ford Coppola's One from the Heart, like that movie bombed. That was like the beginning of Coppola's like descent into darkness, you know, into the in, in, into his heart of darkness. Rock of Age is terrible. Ter- oh, yeah, that's god awful. But but One from the Heart is an original musical, but it wasn't successful and I I think it's okay, but it's had such a, a huge influence on everyone from Damien Chazelle to Paul Thomas Anderson um, since then. So um, I almost want to revisit that movie. I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. at some point Criterion will release it on Blu-ray. So I mean, score a hockey musical, obviously Classic. an original musical. Classic can, <laughs> can con. <laughs> I just anyway. remember sitting in the theater and being like, what am I doing here? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, this just didn't work for me. I know I'm Repo? probably going to be, I, I'm going to go, God, um, <laughs> what a I'm terrible gonna, piece of garbage. And you know what? I think, you know, right now, especially this probably landed at the perfect time where people are kind of, I don't want to say desperate for like, you know, they want something uh, feel like, good. And yeah. like that's maybe that's the other thing that I'm not the biggest fan with this movie is it's trying really, really hard for you to like yeah. it. Yeah. And I want to like it. Just don't force me to like it. Let me like you naturally let let's get to know each other first you know and and this movie feels like it's designed to you know release the endorphins and and the feel good sort of chemicals in your body and it, it it's done in a way that almost feels like you know when some actors kind of like can't shut off their their personas or or they're you know like when they're doing interviews like they're not actually being them they're just kind of creating a a front and that's kind of what Mm -hmm. i feel this movie is a little bit where it's like we want you to like this film like it yeah and unfortunately i did not uh so i am going to give the film a two out of five i'm gonna be neutral on this and give it a three out of five fair man um thank you all for listening i hope you don't hate me i'm sure i'm on an island by myself with this but that's fine uh it happens sometimes eric you just watch something and you're like well, you got to be true to uh, you right like I, that's what i mean like i love because I, I watched the movie and i had no idea how people thought about it i knew reviews came out you know a couple weeks ago but i know because we're in this professionally as well i don't go and look at other people's no. reviews or anything beforehand i like to you know form my own opinion so i was quite shocked when i realized oh it's being universally loved and i'm like oh it's one of those times where i'm like that happens every once <laughs> it's in a Roma while or, all over again yeah I, I mean again i just I, and i it's fine sometimes it happens so um i had a few people reach out to me and go oh my god i'm so glad that you didn't like it because i'm with you yeah it's um, not it's not great and like again i wanted to like it and there are things that oh i did too man we yeah. we we wanted to it's just it didn't work for us and that's unfortunate yeah. yeah um thank you all for listening we have uh many reviews up right now that we would love for you guys to check out uh over on untitled movie reviews the channel that you are on right now um our first uh, our first impressions are our Uh, reactions to the first two episodes of Loki we just put up. So please go check that out. Uh, Had a lot of fun talking uh, with Eric about that series. Can't wait to see more. Um, Plan B, we just put out a review. Uh, It's only available in the US on Hulu right now. Um, Maybe a little bit internationally, but I'm not sure the availability there. But I know it's not available in Canada yet, unfortunately. But we have a review up for Plan B. It's a lovely, um, very, very funny comedy. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It, the new uh, Conjuring movie. Uh, we got One Week Continues with Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, we reviewed um, uh, Cruella, speaking of Disney. Um, 
uh, uh, Master of None, Moments in Love, Army of the Dead, Those Who Wish Me Dead, so lots of stuff. We also put up our 93rd draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. It's um, a beefy one. It is a beefy one. Two and a half hours, I think we went or something like that. Almost as long as in the Heights, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, will people criticize us for going too long? Fair deservingly game. so. Fair like game. deservingly so. Yes. Um, so we covered uh, a Tribeca 2021 preview, Mayor of Easttown, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Eric had a saw tweet go uh, a little bit popular on, on Twitter. Uh, so covered a lot of I stuff there. Life. So uh, that's on our main <laughs> channel, the Untitled Movie Podcast. So go subscribe to that. Um, you can see everything we do over on our Letterboxed HQ, um, which is Untitled Podcast. Uh, we put up reviews. We put up schedules of what's coming up. We put up our new drafts, uh, everything, our, our links to all of our socials, um, everything over there, uh, updates from Eric and I and work, Eric's reviews from Rogers we're going to throw up there. So they'll be like your one-stop shop for everything uh, Matt and Eric and the Untitled Movie Podcast. So go check that out. You want to get in the zone? Um, get in the auto zone. <laughs> and then uh, – uh untitled underscore cast on all other social medias and you can follow me at matt Rohrbeck. i'm usually bumming around twitter and letterboxd and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time i just want to listen to my block mr softy's ruining our life <laughs>